The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you what, who deserves a shot in the United States Heavyweight I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious Hypnosis. Let's get some psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hey yo, welcome to the Rawcast. I'm your host, Don Delarente, joined by my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? Hey, you people know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. <laughs> you want a warm man? Got one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen here, Chico. Something happens to this gold, something's going to happen to you. This is the Rawcast. We're here to discuss Monday Night Raw. But first, before we get into that, I have to talk to you because I haven't talked to you about this uh, since it happened. We haven't had an actual interaction oh, conversation. Gosh. But um, as uh, I mean, you talk to Jay. You talk to Jay. Well, yeah, but I gotta, I gotta get your, I gotta get your opinion because you guys watched it live. I saw it like secondary, third, fourth. Like actually, I went to work on Saturday, and my boss is into wrestling, and he was like, "Did you see Big E? You see what happened? To, you heard about what happened to Big E?" I was like, "No, I haven't." Whoops, but now he's like, he broke his neck, and I'm like, "Huh?" He's like, "Yeah." He was trying to explain it to me, and I was like, "Oh, doesn't sound good." So then I found the the gif of it, and was like. Oh my! Oh oh my! Oh god! Here 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 here! I was trying to avoid talking about it because we already we talked about it in the spaces enough. But here's Dawn wanting to get my. Well, I haven't I haven't been in the spaces. Sorry, Mo. I've been outside of the loop here, so I haven't heard the spaces' opinion. So I'm trying to relay. <laughs> I'm trying to get the listeners a little bit of the you know. Of what happens in the spaces just on the show? Tell them to, tell them to the SmackDown matters and they can get Jay's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but seriously, um, yeah. So when it happened, we was all watching, and it was just like we seen they, they did the spot outside. Rich Holland grabbed him, did the belly to back suplex, and Michael Cole said he landed on top of it. Big E landed on top of his neck, and I said, and it was already. This a week already of wrestlers getting hurt. You know, Chris Jericho who landed on his neck. Um, Orange Cassidy injured his shoulder. That's because um, Keith Lee threw his ass ninety-seven feet oh, in the oh, air. I, said, <laughs> I was like, dang! I said, I said maybe they, they should have backed up a little bit and caught Orange Cassidy, or as he or as um, Jim Cornette calls him, pockets. Right, but. He should have just they probably should have backed up and caught him, but he threw him and he just threw him over and they tried to reach him and grab him, but I was like, eh, kind of an overthrow, but 
in. So he did the spot, and, and it was like they didn't go back to the um to to show like that outside. Yeah, they they they, always, they kept the camera focused on the ring. And no, Vince McMahon, I'm not calling Pete Dunne Butch. I'm calling him. <laughs> right. That is not about to happen, sir. What the hell is going on? I'm I'm sorry. I just brought up this uh, clip from NXT. Dominic, in the place you should have been oh. all along. Yeah. So they, um, yeah. So Ray and Dominic were down at the um, at the PC. So they made they wrestled on Smack main um, NXT tonight. I see. And I was like, mm. and I was like, mm. this is. I know I know a lot of people probably were saying he should have been there from the start. Even on the main roster, mm-hmm. get the main roster rub. Well, yeah, so Big E um, got hurt and just kind of just threw us off for a loop when we watched it because it was just like, and it was just, you know, you can see Rich Holland's reaction after he did this, they did the, he did the, he did the move and everything. And it was just like he, and it was like they was like Biggie, and it was like people started showing the videos like Biggie got stretched out. And he put the thumbs up up saying he was good, and that's when we saw the um the video afterwards when he was in the hospital saying um he broke his neck, but he didn't break. He didn't. He was still in good spirits. They didn't like blame Rich Holland or nothing like that. But the wrestling fans was upset. Wrestling Twitter was upset. Then you had those to the people who was like. Don't blame Rich Holland. He probably already feel guilty as it is. Don't direct any, you know, any of the anger towards him. It was it, the mistakes happened. I'm like, Dying cut Nia Jack that saying Grace when she would when stuff would happen with her. But Rich Holland, they were just we was a lot of people just upset that it happened. You know. Um but I was gonna say this, I will say he's he's so Biggie's is um home and he's recovering. Um, DDP offered to um, work with him, you know, offered to work with him um, doing DDP yoga to help rehab him and whatnot. That's what's up. Um, It's funny how fate works because on, you know, Blood Money Cast 5, there's no way in the world Riddick Moss shouldn't have had a broken neck. Right. Because, you know, the way he landed on his neck looked worse than Big E. But, you know, it wasn't it was also on the mat and not outside the ring. I think that probably was the biggest um, determining factor. If it would have happened in the ring, I think with the ring having, you know, a marginal amount of give, it might not have been as severe. But because they were on the outside, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's, you know, even though those mats are there, there's nothing, you know, that concrete ain't really given like that. And I think that that was just the, the, the difference in the two. Um, so, Ridge Holland, that move is banned from your moveset forever and ever. Don't ever try that again. And do you know how strong you have to be to do that move to someone Regardless, but especially a guy who's legitimately two hundred and ninety pounds, like Biggie. Mm-hmm. So, 
Like we said on SmackDown Matters, get well soon, Big E. Prayers up to him. Uh, love the show of support from, you know, everybody, that matter what federation you are, what organization you claim. Um, you know, everybody showed the man love, just shows you what type of person he is as far as, you know, his interactions throughout the business and, and with other people that he's come in contact with in his time in wrestling, that everybody genuinely um, had nice things to say, talked about how good of a person he is, and, you know, everybody, like you said, offering support and help and, you know, just wanting to see him back as soon as possible. So, um, you know. It, it, it was saying that it was supposed to have been the whole thing was supposed to have been um, the New Day versus, you know, Seamus, um, Bridge, and Pete Dunne. Oh, so who is it supposed to be coming back as the yeah. to, to be the reinforcements? It was supposed to be, you know, it was supposed to be the snap match in WrestleMania. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Pete Dunne looked so pissed. <laughs> I mean, Pete Dunne always looks pissed, but he looked really pissed. Like, what the Vince? <laughs> So I think the reason why they probably did that is because, you know, well, here's the thing. It's a, this is the crazy thing. He's a wrestler as Pete Dunne. You know, he started out, you know, in, a, in the independence over there in, in Europe and everything, Europe and in Britain. You know, he was wrestling Pete Dunne. He got signed. Pete Dunne, you know, NXTUK. You know, over here, he wants up in the, um, in the States for NXT. He um, been using Pete Dunne when he came up and wrestled in the Royal Rumble a couple years ago. He was Pete Dunne. Now all of a sudden, Vince is like, "Oh, I'm gonna name you Butch." Where's but, Luke? Um, that was my first thought. Right. Um, <laughs> Turn the man into a damn bushwhacker. But from what um, I think, Kylie Ren said, somebody showed Vince an episode of Peaky Blinders, and Vince was like. Vince was like, damn it. <laughs> That's what I want to go with. Well, back to our regularly scheduled discussion. We're here to talk about Monday Night Raw. Um, so, so we take a look at Kevin Owens' challenge and Steve Austin's acceptance video. Did you like the video? Did you like the uh, the promo there, Steve Austin? Made. Yeah, but you but you don't want to see the match, so nah, I don't want to. I don't want to see the match. No, you're right. It's like you know, it's like you know, you kind of rain on my parade, but I'm wanting to enjoy. <laughs> you know, we supposed to be a team here, but you know, um, if you're you gave, if you're you a patron, gave grace, you gave grace to um, like I said, you gave grace to Edge. Edge coming back, but not Steve also. Oh, no, 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 not Stone Cold. He. he he, he, he's far too far too long to come back and wrestle in one final match. But Edge to come back and wrestle and give us his best performances right now and everything. If you listen, uh, if you subscribe to the Dark Match, patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media, uh, you can hear that in depth discussion between me and Mo to the underscore Reese about my feelings about Steve Austin, this, this appearance at WrestleMania, and the reasons why. I'm not really that thrilled about it, but gotta subscribe to hear that. Um, so Kevin Owens, he comes out, 
and uh you know just like i did he started the show with a hey yo he says he's the happiest canadian right now because he's going to the main event of wrestlemania saturday night he says he used his superior canadian intellect to get what he wanted and this draws a usa chant with owen saying that everyone including the usa will get to see him take steve austin out he says that can only he says the only can that will be opened is a can of Canadian beer after Owens kicks him from one side of Texas to the other. Then Owens hits a stunner on the cameraman and walks out. Yeah, the cameraman sold that stunner. Oh yeah, man. He he been watching his rock uh stunner sales video compilation. We know what who, who also sold a good stunner? Well we'll talk about. Whoa! Somebody else sold a good study too. We'll talk about him later. So we have Finn Balor versus Damian Priest in a non-title matchup. As soon as it was non-title matchup, y'all should have known what was about to happen. Yep, you already know who was winning. <laughs> Austin Theory is at ringside on commentary, so he breaks up Finn's coup de gras attempt, and Enziguri puts Priest down, and Finn Balor drop kicks Austin Theory on the outside. When he gets back in the ring, Damian Priest hits the Reckoning, or the Crossroads, for the pin. After the match, Austin Theory hits the ATL on Finn Balor and takes his selfie. Yeah, with a title, get your ass kicked. Oh, yeah, because, you know, WWE's formula is, hey, we're going to give you this title. Cool, you're gonna become a champion. You're champion, pal. And then now for the next six weeks, every time you wrestle in a non-title match, you're gonna lose, pal. Who that? Who that remind remind me of? It's like, what the hell is this? I just don't understand that logic. It's like if you, I would rather you not have him wrestle, talk shit to Damian, or have Damian Priest wrestle the six matches win all six and say hey Finn Balor you out here you need to defend the title I'm a worthy challenger hang out my rematch I work my way back into a position to challenge you again then have Damian Priest beat him like two weeks or a week after he just lost like fuck mm-hmm. their booking makes zero sense a lot of the time uh, Seth Rollins says he has nothing to say about his lack of path to WrestleMania. Then we get the Battle of the Giants, what I was calling for, but I thought I thought I wanted to see uh, last week. Amos versus Commander Aziz. Um, Apollo Crews distraction lets Aziz snap Amos's throat across the top rope. Amos counters a superplex into a suplex slam, and the choke slam finishes Commander Aziz. After the match, Amos choke slams Apollo Crews. For good measure. Yeah. So are they building up almost to face the great Kali? What's the deal? Because it seems like, or or are they going to have him, or, or are they going to bring back the Battle Royal? And because he's been winning all these matches, that's going to, I might make him the favorite. What do you think the plan is? Or have you heard through the wire what the plan is? I ain't heard shit through the wire. Okay. I would say they build him up to be a monster heel, so 
that could be his um his direction. Okay. Kevin Owens comes up to Seth Rollins and talks about how he needs to come up with something else. Owens talks about the things that Rollins has done at WrestleMania and offers him to and offers to get him to WrestleMania. Rollins cuts him off and seems to have an idea, though he leaves without saying a word. Kevin Owens thinks he's helped. Well, a couple of things happened here. Uh, Kevin Owens dropped another um, Sky Hall reference um, for this for this segment. And um, something else that happened for the segment. Oh, he was saying how he had he was mentioned all up running down Seth Rollins' accomplishments at WrestleMania, and then he said, "You lost to me." And I said, "Hi, <laughs> that's hilarious." <laughs> He's like, "You lost to me," and he just turned around looking at him. I was like, "Oh, that is fucked up." Just snuck, just sneak this and all up in the um, backstage segment, but yeah. You can tell that the relationship between Vince and Kevin Owens has come a long way from the Jericho Kevin Owens best friend breakup match at WrestleMania. You can tell by just the the promos that Kevin Owens cuts now don't seem to be, you know, not his voice. They seem to be his voice. He's it, you know, it just seems different. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Owens seems to be leveling up in all areas. And you can tell that Vince McMahon trusts him and has given him a little bit more freedom creatively to to kind of work his work his work his deal. Yeah. Um <laughs> we're gonna talk about this after the match. But Liv Morgan coming out with Rhea Ripley taking on Queen Zelina. Carmella offers a distraction in the corner, allowing Zelina to powerbomb Liv Morgan. Uh, Rhea Ripley scares Carmella over to sit in Corey Graves' lap, leaving Zelina to get caught with the oblivion for the pin. Good to see Liv Morgan win a match. She's been, you know, on a losing streak here lately. Um, and, you know, her one-on-one matches. So it's always good to see Liv Morgan pick up the dub. Um, but if I was Bo Dallas, I'd be nervous. Because Rhea wow. Ripley had that look like, I'm about to steal your girl, homie. <laughs> you want to snatch her, snatch her up? Yeah, man. Um, I'm going to send you. You know how, how Rhea been pinning, been pinning the girls as of late? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna send you this. Uh, I'm gonna send you this tweet of these four pictures of them, and tell me what you think. Okay. Hold on. All right. All right. It's coming right now. So while Mo checks his Twitter, we look at Roman Reigns destroying Brock Lesnar at Madison Square Garden and Lesnar chasing Paul Heyman off on SmackDown. Oh, man, when Paul Heyman tried to hit him with that chair and Brock turned around, he's like, shit. <laughs> and then he yells out, help. <laughs> That's just so funny. I laugh every time I see that. Uh, Seth Rollins comes to the ring immediately after, and he has his announcement. So we recap Roman and Brock again for some reason. And then Rollins talks about how excited he is for his idea. He wants Kevin Owens to come out here so he can hear this. So Kevin 
Owens, who's very happy, joins him and seems interested in hearing what the idea is. Rollins' idea is that he can have a talk show at WrestleMania too, like the freaking speaking with Seth freaking Rollins with a Rollins report. He says he can have Stone Cold Steve Austin as his guest. Owens says, oh, not so fast because that's his thing. But Rollins thinks that they can have a match tonight with the winner getting to host Steve Austin on their talk show. So Sonya Deville comes out in one of Seth Rollins' extra suits. She comes out and makes the match, and Kevin Owens is aghast. You see the tweet, sir? Yeah. You see the pictures? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Bo Dallas might want to start, um, you know, traveling with his woman the Monday Night Raw. He was back there for a minute, but then he got let go. He was always in catering. <laughs> uh, Kevin Owens asked Sonya Deville, what is she thinking? Uh, so that leads us to the Mysterios versus the Hurt Business. Ray hits a Tornado DDT for a two count, and it's a double 619 to Cedric Alexander. The Frog Splash by Dominic follows that up, and the Mysterios get the win. When is Cedric Alexander's contract up? Don't know, but... Do you think Big Swole would let him just walk out? Hell no. Because you know, you know, it's, it's, it might... I don't know what Big Swole's current, um, you know, employment situation is, but, you know, it might be a one-income household at the moment, and, you know, Cedric could be unhappy, but, you know, they need them checks. So tough position to be in. Uh, after the match, Logan Paul and The Miz, they come in for the beatdown, but The Miz gets sent to the floor. Logan Paul goes after Dominic, but Miz has to save him from a double 619. Are you interested about this match at all? I told you that's the breakfast. That's the, um, sorry, that's the um, bathroom match. <laughs> Even so, so would you be? Are you more interested in Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville? Because it looks like that's going to be a WrestleMania match too. It will be, but I watch that. I I'll watch that match before I watch anything with Logan Paul in it. <laughs> we recap is being all mysterious when he explained his attack on AJ Styles. We get the announcement that the Queen. Charmel is going into the Hall of Fame and will be inducted by Booker T. So that's cool. Oh, hell, King Booker. So hopefully he inducts her with the accent, but we'll see. So here's Serious Edge. He's got a brand new theme song. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down, sir? Oh, very much thumbs up. Okay, okay. Uh, I like how it's like, you think you know me? And then she goes, but you never did. Right after it, that's pretty good. Uh, Edge talks about how no one has ever gotten what he does, so he'll put this in terms everyone can understand. He's better than everyone, including all of the people here. What he means is that he is better than everyone in this entire industry, but he hasn't shown that since he has been back. He says the real Edge wouldn't let Randy Orton injure him or let Seth Rollins evade his home or let the Aquaman cosplayer Roman Reigns stack him up and pin him at WrestleMania. Oh, hilarious when he said that. <laughs> I, 
when he said that, I howled. <laughs> and I know probably, a couple people probably rolled their eyes at that one. Uh, yeah, that would be all of the ladies of the uh, WrestleCast to acknowledge Roman. Yeah, they probably oh, yeah. all did all yeah. eye roll. Yes. Was Miss V in the uh, was she in the spaces this week? Oh, Miss V. Oh, no, you know that that beautiful woman was always in the spaces. She was in there um Friday with us. Okay, cool. She um, uh, I saw her tweeting, so I hit her up and just was like, "Hello," because I hadn't seen her in a while. Um, yeah, I saw that. I'm about to say, um, keep your tweets, you know, very short with that one. <laughs> um, well, yeah, she, she was around. She was okay, around. cool, good, glad. Uh, Ed says he won't be judged by any of us, including AJ Styles. He says he will be passing out the verdicts around here, and if AJ Styles can make it to WrestleMania, Edge will be handing down the sentence. So Edge turned into Judge Joe Brown at the end of this promo. <laughs> Uh, we look at Bianca Belair using her hair as a weapon over the last few weeks. Bianca, s- <laughs> Bianca says that the hair is a part of herself, and the real advantage is that Becky Lynch isn't running her mouth these days. Tonight, she's going to focus and use Dewdrop to give Becky Lynch a preview of WrestleMania. Um, his GPS signal is still malfunctioning. But they tell us that Veer Mahan is still coming to Monday Night Raw. Like I said, he's using Matt Quest. I told y'all he first he was using the um the the the, the Atlas books from um the gas station. <laughs> the gas station. station. <laughs> yeah, he used to go on there. They'd be sitting up in the little rack things, and that be and that would be what they was using to drive around. Right. They um. You know, you started getting map quests and everything else. And map quests, people had to print out the directions. Right, right. And, and still and try to, like, people. try to think, like, well, damn, what is, like, 0.4 tenths of a mile? How, what, what is the distance? Like, you know, didn't, didn't count down like your phone does. Nope. Um, no, no miss a turn. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so we got Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop for like the seventh time in eight weeks. Uh, Spinebuster drops Dewdrop. Uh, the KOD finishes off Dewdrop. Bianca Belair is your winner. To the company by Nikki Trash. I mean, Nikki A-S-H. I'm just like the law of diminishing returns. Yeah, it was cool the first three times we saw Bianca Belair pick up Dewdrop and KO Deer. But like the last three times, you know, it's kind of losing the luster a little bit. So they, they, they might yeah. need to change it up. Um, Post match, Becky Lynch comes out to pull uh, Bianca to the outside, and the beating is on. Becky wraps the chair around Bianca's throat and pulls her into the post by the hair to leave her land. So she did the Sonata chair spot uh, for all my New Japan folks. Um, who know that spot very well, incorporating Binky's braid. So it's like, oh, Becky Lynch been watching her New Japan. Of course. Yeah, the New Japan. I'm telling you, New Japan I'm telling Cup you, is currently TV, going on. But I'm telling you, it's going to be um, a, stipulation. a stipulation with the hand, with the braid. 
Um, they keep alluding to it about her using use the braids as a weapon. Right, right. Um, I'll take a divergent tour here, man. It's fucked up, man. They jumped Tamatanga out the Bullet Club yesterday. Everybody that's yeah. no, everybody sided with Jay White. Jay White turned on them, but still, it was kind of like split. There's kind of like no, even um, even the other dude. The only person who didn't was his brother and uh, Gato. Oh, okay. Yeah, so everybody, even Tasha Ishimori, man, like they brought you in the Bullet Club. But yeah, man, they he was wrestling evil in the um in the tournament <laughs> last night and um out the um the black marvel. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know how uh, of course Dick Togo got involved. So uh Jeddo got involved and then all of a sudden the rest of the bullet club came down and took him out and uh Evil won the match and after the match they Everybody in the Bullet Club came down and started beating the shit out of Tomatonga. Like, damn. Even Bad Luck Fale. They's OG. Oh, yeah. It was disheartening, man. To everybody. I'm sure Black Marvel would have helped him out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, RK Bro, back to Monday Night Raw. RK Bro, they're here for their championship <laughs> celebration complete with an Ollie-themed set and balloons. Riddle talks about how he feels like he's in the time vortex as he keeps playing last week's victory in his head. Orton talks about how this is going to be his 18th WrestleMania appearance and the first time he has gone in as a tag team champion. It's also the first time that he has come in with the partner and he decorated the ring on his own. It might not be his specialty, but Riddle is happy that Orton remembered his birthday. Sure, it's 10 months away, but that's the Viper mentality. Orton has some popcorn from the concession stand and some gum and something in a bag. But here are the street profits to interrupt. Riddle welcomes them to the party only to have the profits get to the point. They beat RK Bro a few weeks ago and want the title shot at WrestleMania. Orton says they had to jump through every hoop and put in effort to get there so the Profits get no shot. That doesn't work for the Street Profits who aren't just asking Montez for it. They are telling them they about to get this title shot. But of course, Randy Orton, being the white man that he is, doesn't like being told what to do in this ring and threatens to listen to the voices and make them leave. Riddle tries to calm things down, saying that the Prophets did beat them and they had to defend the titles against someone. Riddle talks Orton into the match. It's officially accepted, but the Prophets insult the celebration. And that's not cool with Riddle, who wants to wrestle Montez Ford right now. He's right. like, I'm going to wrestle you right now. Anything that you want to add to that, that talking segment, sir? The boy Dawkins was a little spicy. Yeah. Everybody was spicy. <laughs> Do you think that the Street Profits got a, a true heel run in them before they break up? Oh, shut up. <laughs> I knew that would get you. <laughs> they, 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 they do. They do. Uh, Montez Ford versus Riddle. Riddle hits his running forearms in the corner, setting up an Orton power slam. There's a hanging DDT and the RKO connects, but here is the Alpha Academy to jump Dawkins and Orton. Otis pulls Riddle to the floor. That's a disqualification. And after the match, the Alpha Academy, they beat down Montez Ford and uh, Riddle. So, there you go. 
Everybody got beat down. Can you say triple threat? I'd much rather see. Oh. I'd much rather see. Of course, you know triple threat. I'd much rather see Street Profits versus RKO one on one, but I don't want no, to. No, it's gonna be triple threat. I know it's it is triple threat because they building, they building um, does be a, 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 a strong Monster Hill tag team. That's the only three teams they got on Raw. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. So at this point, uh, and we'll get more into depth in this a little bit later. Uh, we get the, you know, in memory of Scott Hall video tribute, which a lot of people thought was really well done. So, you know, we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. A uh, long recap on Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins as they're still friends, but now Rollins wants Owens' spot at WrestleMania. We look back at Bianca Belair being attacked by Becky Lynch, resulting in throat trauma. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Kevin Owens, like comes down to the ring and it's like 10.35 or something and then they do like 10 minutes worth of recaps and stuff we just saw like we just saw this so 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 did you see the clip of him um, fussing about that oh no <laughs> he's like so, me <laughs> so, 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 so listen so I told you at the live shows in between like the commercial breaks and stuff like that they're showing different stuff on the um like on the on the big screen to kind of keep right. the audience attention. So 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 they showed somebody had a video of Kevin Owens fussing he's like we just we did this has happened. Why are we recapping this already? <laughs> and I was like and I was like and somebody had said um Kevin Owens is all of us at the live show or something like that. And I was like, yeah, because we sit there and it's like why are we we watch this again? And it's like they that's what they do. They 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 do something and then replay it over and over again. It's like, okay, we get it. But it's like, it would be different if it happened in the first... It would be different if it happened in the first hour and then they reshoot it in the third hour. Okay, I get that. But, I mean, it just happened like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> That's what I didn't get. But anyway, we get to Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Winner gets to host their own talk show at WrestleMania. The stunner is blocked, and Owens almost runs into the referee in the corner. That sends the referee to the outside, meaning Seth Rollins' roll-up only gets a two-count. Rollins, of course, yells at the referee, so he misses the stomp, bangs up his knee. He gets hit with the stunner. Kevin Owens gets the win, and it's going to be the KO show as our talk show at WrestleMania, and that is your Monday Night Raw. There's something very special about this Monday Night Raw. It's very something special about this match, this build-up, and everything about it. For the last, I don't know, maybe 10 days or so, there's been some talk, some scuttlebutt, some murmurings about a young gentleman debuting at this particular show in an effort to set up a potential match against the one of the the one competitor who lost this match and doesn't have a road to WrestleMania. This was a lot of hits. This was supposed to be the launching off point to start that. Yeah, so like I like you said they kept saying dash his his um WrestleMania um 
plays a dash. And I was like, y'all doing it again? Just, I mean, I guess they did their build. If, if it's what happened, it's just the build up because WrestleMania is like two weeks away. Two weeks away now. Damn, that's what? What is WrestleMania? It's the, 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 the second and the third? Oh. Oh, you good? You, you had some other plans going on for the next? No, week? I, thought, I thought it was, I thought it was the week before, and I was about to be a, it was about to be a real big problem. Oh, oh no, 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 no. No, okay, cool. Mo, cool, you cool, get right. you get you getting flowed out? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. It was just something else going on in the in the, in the, in the area. That oh, okay, oh. right, right. High school. Um, yeah, they just doing it. Probably, I guess you'd be just saying that okay, because like now everybody keeps saying, you know, they thinking it's like, oh, the, the talks are cool. And I was like, it's always speculation, blah, 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 blah. But I think it could be just the, that build up towards the match happening. I think, I, I, I believe the system is going to happen. Because that's what, that's what, that's what they, keep, they keep pinning those two together, Seth and um, Cody. So, right. They, have to, you have to you have to get to you have to get to the point. You can't just drop you can't just drop the um you can't just drop it all and just say there you go. You have to build up the story. But I don't like this like I know. hey how are we gonna get to WrestleMania? I'm on the road to WrestleMania. like yo the feud should already it shouldn't be we two weeks out and we still trying to set the feud up the feud, the feud should have been set up two weeks before this and now we're making our way towards that instead of like oh man I don't know what I'm going to do everybody knows Seth Rollins is going to be in Wrestlemania everybody knows Kevin Owens is going to be in Wrestlemania everybody knows Almost is going to be in Wrestlemania so why are you playing this I, I know why it's because they don't have the title they don't have the main title to to promote towards. So they got to figure out another way to keep the show interesting and watchable because, you know, there's no champion for Raw right now. It's not. But, yeah, but it seems like that's the way they've been building WrestleMania for the last few years. Like, oh, my gosh, what's going to be my path to WrestleMania? I just got to get on WrestleMania. Like, I don't really like that. I mean, go back to, like, back in the day where, like, okay, some shit happened at the Royal Rumble that kind of, like, sparked a little something. Then you go through, like, February, and then all of a sudden you bring back what happened at the Royal Rumble in March, and then it comes into WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, it's it's not the same booking um as it was back in the day um before we turn it over to you for your moments of news report sir uh your thoughts on just the overall show itself um things that you like some things that maybe you didn't it was a okay show um it's like they build towards wrestlemania like you said, you don't have a champion, so you have to let a lot of things draw out. So, I mean, the, the card is pretty much set in stone, except for certain people. And so we're just trying to, um, you know, trying to, um, 
this new, this, you know, bring it on. Set on. Up. Yeah. Just bring it all home. You know how I did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I am very, I, I need a, I need a little bit more for my WrestleMania season buildups than I've gotten the last couple of years, man. There's really nothing on this year's card besides maybe Becky and, and Bianca, just because of the, the get back I'm expecting to be gotten from SummerSlam. Maybe yeah. uh, Naomi and Sasha uh, winning these women's, even though if they win the tag team titles, they're going to get booked like shit. So kind of would probably prefer them not to win it just so they can, you know, still win matches and shit. But, uh, you know, I, I want to see them uh, wrestle each other. I'm not really, you know, I mean, Brock and Roman, they've done it. You know, just a couple of years, a few years back. So it's not like that has any real newness to it. So that's just kind of there for me. Um, Charlotte versus Ronda, nah, not really. Um, so yeah, it's really not a lot that I'm going into AJ and Edge, but it's been so one sided with Edge talking. It's like, okay, well, when is AJ going to at least come back, beat him up or something? So, you know, make me more interested in AJ's side. Huh? He'll make it work. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like three matches out of the, you know, probably 14 they're going to end up having that I'm really like, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. The rest of it is just kind of, Make it work, sir. I hope so, man. I hope they, you know, it's kind of like when I was in band, like we'd be getting ready to have our concert, whatever, and, you know, still really like, ooh, this don't think it's going to come together. This don't look like it's going to come together. Even like the day of morning practice, it'd still be a lot of kinks and quirks in there. And it'd just be like, man, I don't think this is going to be good. But you get to the concert, and it always turned out great. So maybe that will be the case with this year's WrestleMania. Yep. All right, Mr. Moe to the underscore Reese. I'm about to turn it over to you, sir, for everybody's favorite part of this program, the Moe Meltzer News Report. I see. Um. So going through some, just going through some things real quick. Um, looks like Candice LeRae contract is set to expire. It was talked that she might have been going to get held over for the time that she had missed and everything. But yeah, for being hurt and also being the pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> if they would have done that, that would have been some dirty. Yeah, but I guess it might, it might, she might, they might, she might, it might expire and she'll, what she gonna do next? We don't know. She's a mom now, so. Did you see the picture of uh, Indy Hartwell holding her little sister? Oh, no. Yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> uh, Otis says he doesn't see himself reuniting with Mandy Rose. Oh, damn, Otis. <laughs> I was holding out hope. I'm a star now. I don't need her. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay. I'm a star. I'm not, <laughs> okay. I'm my style. Um, 
Elias could be returning to TV. They filming some new vignettes for him. Okay. But, um, well, they haven't said anything yet, but it's kind of like a um, one of those wait and see kind of things. Are they still going to try to like make him son of the Macho Man? Is that is that the gimmick they're going to try to run with this time? Still? No clue. Okay. No clue. Um, looks like Roxy, they say Roxy, reports that Roxy have signed with WWE. Who is that? Roxy. Um, Not familiar, sir. Oh, oh, damn. I'm, oh damn! Sam's not on with us today, so Sam will understand who who Roxy is. Roxy it was the um, the former Ring of Honor champion. She's twenty years old. And how do you spell that, sir? I need to do my R O C. I mean R O K hyphen C. R O K. Oh, I got it right here. Cool. Let me take a look. See here. Okay. Former R O H Women's Champion has officially yeah. signed with WWE for anti. I forgot that she wasn't, um, that me and Sam knew who she was. <laughs> I forgot that she was, I'm like, the daughter, he was like, who? Why does she like, take this picture with the belt in the back of a moving truck? I don't know. Wrestling, <laughs> wrestling <laughs> well, at least she's going to a place where, you know, the women's division is actually taken seriously and booked well. Yes. So that'll be a big plus for her. Yeah. Okay. She says she's twenty. Yeah. Oh man, her and Cora J could be the feud of the future forever. Could be. Um. Now, here we go. You ready, Dawn? Yep. Time to see if Dawn will watch main event this week. All right. Who we got? Who we got? So again, Ben Mahon is kind of lost. Is kind of you know stuck in his his his, his role. We'll be going to Raw, but he ended up on main event, so he'll be on main event this week. And next match is Tommaso Ciampa versus T Bar. Nah, even though they give T Bar a lot of run on that show, they do. Nah, I'm no good. I'm past. I'll pass on that. What else you got? That was only two matches. <laughs> that's it? Oh, yeah. Then let's see. Yeah, I'll pass. Nope. Won't okay. be out there doing it. Won't be watching. You got anything on Level Up? Got anything about oh. that card? Oh. Is Last Legend going to be on there? Well, we always want to know about Last Legend. Hey, man. I mean, okay. Now, let me let's take a detour for a second. The creep cast was high. During last week's lashing out, won't it? It was. As mm, mm, mm. a whole lot of thickness on the screen, man. Okay, continue on. All right. So, on level up, it's um. Zion Quinn versus Damian Kemp. Mm, never heard of Damian Kemp, but I like Zion Quinn, so I'm intrigued. Uh, Last Legend versus Valentina. I'm there. You know, I got to see. <laughs> I'm there. Last Legend. I'm there. 
um, Dante Chen um, versus Bodie Hayward. I like Bodie, but I'll probably skip that, especially if it's before Last Legends match. Um, well, that's like the only... That's a three? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well... He was like, I'm there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm there for Last Legend. Yep. Last Legend versus who? Um... Valentina. Oh, yeah. The uh, the one who got tossed, who did the, the super duper thing and almost. Oh, the one who got tossed before, um, a couple weeks before Orange County. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm here. I'm here for Last Legend and uh, Valentina Farage. Yes. Yes. I'll do that. Okay, cool. See, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not always not into it. It's just got to be some people I'm interested in. I see. All right, so um, so this part of the show, we're going to discuss um, the life and career of one Scott Hall, um, who passed away on yesterday, Monday. Um, Big Scott Hall. Cowboy Monday, Scott Hall. Monday, um, the 14th. Yep. Curly hair Scott Hall. Diamond stud. Yep. Who was the reason why DDP is where he where he is today? Mm-hmm. Did you know that um, how he even got into like? wrestling to even start was like when he came to North Carolina as being in the AWA or maybe before he even went to the AWA he used to work for the Crockett's baseball team him and Dan Spivey were like groundskeepers on the grounds crew yeah I heard the story yeah 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 that's We the, the, the stories of getting to the league and everything. That's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember um seeing the first. I was watching the old AWA episode and I saw him and um Kirk Henning was teaming up. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. They be, they became the tag team champions. Yeah. For a little minute. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing about Scott Hall, man. His career, if you look at it. He spent uh, he spent a lot amount of time in the territories in the AWA and in the NWA. Um, then he got into WWE right as Hogan was going out, so he was a part of that new generation WWE where you know um, the Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart kind of you know more faster up tempo type. Uh, version of WWE from the 80s big man and then him and Kevin Kevin Nash changed the game up completely when they went to WCW the second when they went back you you know can't forget you know he started him and Nash was um, teaming up at WCW before oh yeah 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 a little bit when he was Oz Oz and uh, yeah when Kevin Nash was Oz and he came out as um and, and Scott Hall was that stud, so they teamed up. They teamed up um, and wrestled. 
I was watching some of his old matches today. They had a tag team match, and I saw it. I was watching um, Sky Hall, and well, he was down and stud there, but he was wrestling Ron Simmons. Oh shit! Yeah, was Ron um, the champion then? Huh? Was Ron the world champion then? No. At that time. Uh-uh. The thing about the diamond stud was that damn long ass curl he used to have. It was even longer than when he became Razor Ramon. Right. <laughs> and DDP with them damn jackets. DDP was manager back then, and he was definitely the mouthpiece. Yeah. Um, but he really—I mean, he probably the time didn't need it, but he definitely was the mouthpiece for. Good um, God. Exactly. <laughs> he said that. And he was right on cue when he said it too. <laughs> we said we saw the diamond drop, and he said that good golf was like, yeah. I said, DDP definitely was in his bag as a manager, but came to his own as a wrestler too. Mm-hmm. Um. So he um. Yeah, he been yeah, like you said, he he, he, he like he was diamond said so he came to WWF, the, the vignettes he was on Razor Ramon, he was just. You know, he was just that Dalton Life character. He um had the match with the one two three kid when he put the one two three kid over yeah. on um Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And that was allegedly planned the whole time because he was already signed. Um Walton was already signed, so he used to kind of just did that and then he pinned him. Yeah, so, that um, was the uh, a lot of people will say that episode of Monday Night Raw is what actually kind of made Monday Night Raw the must-see show that it tuned that it eventually turned into uh, throughout the uh, middle '90s and into the late '90s because yeah. of that match right there. And it was just, it was just you know watching and they had the, the match he had the match with um, Shawn Michaels the first ever ladder match for. The IC title. Mm-hmm. Great classic match. Yeah, WrestleMania 10. Yep. And then some Gargano. I think Sky Hall came down was one of um he was guest coaching at one of the classes in the PC Center and Gargano wanted the one they wanted he wanted to watch the um that match. And so um Scott Hall and Shawn Michaels basically went through and just was talking about when they did the match and everything and why they did what they did. It was like a lot of people look at that match and it's like that match that really got them, you know, a lot, they, they talk about that match they talk about, you know, when they got to wrestling, that match right there was it. Yeah, that's probably definitely his most memorable match um, as far as his singles runs go. Um, in the match with one two three, match. yeah, and the in the match with one two three kid on Monday Night Raw, I think most people would probably, um, you know, pull those two matches out as to dis- like a robot, bro. Oh, sorry, to 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 display that his uh, you know, those are probably his best two singles matches, but they had some really good matches with. Him and Kevin Nash had some really good matches with Harlem Heat, some really good matches with the Steiners. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Hey, don't jump ahead so quick. Bro. Oh, my bad. Excuse me. Hey, you're jumping all ahead to the, the 
when in the in the in the in the midst, I'm like, hold up, can we get to how he got there first? We got you got to um you got to send me the notes over so I don't uh, read along with the script. Oh, hey. <laughs> we were talking about, we talk about the curtain call. The curtain oh, call happened. Well, yeah. Curtain call happened. Yeah. And see, you no. Know, I'm watching I'm watching Monday Nitro. And all of a sudden, this is... And all of a sudden, you see this guy just walking through the crowd. And Tony Giovanni was like, what the hell? And Larry Zabisco still talking about the match. And then he was like, what did you talk about? And the next thing you know, you see... Scott Hall is coming through the crowd and coming over the railing, and he go, "What the? You know what? What the?" It's the best going. Tony Schiavone was just like just shot. You know, all of a sudden he said those famous words. He said, "You people know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here." <laughs> and then, and so, yeah, yeah. It's, a, he's a, it's the it's the natural man. He was like. That Paul couldn't even get into the building. <laughs> he said, "Me, I go wherever I want, whenever I want." I was like, "What is Razor Ramon doing here on Monday Nitro?" And every week, just kept watching, leading up to it. And then next thing you know, he said, "Me," he said, um, and then he kept calling kept calling Eric Bischoff Ken Doll. <laughs> And I say he did look like a kid dog with Weber Man. He looked like a kid dog. <laughs> he was like, Yeah, man, you're gonna have a big, big problem, man. Big problem. He was, man. he was like, he was like, he was like, Where's your problem at? He said, Where's he at? And he said that he he pointing. And it was funny. Bobby Heaton was always gone, taking off when he would see him coming. <laughs> Bobby Heaton would be out. And all of a sudden he and Scott Hall just kept pointing. Just kept waiting, and all of a sudden, turned around Kevin Dash. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? Diesel? The fuck? I'm like, Razor on the Diesel WC. What the hell is going on? And then he was like, talking about some. That's what Kevin Dash's famous line was. Look at the adjective play. <laughs> we can't play. And he was like, wait a minute, play is not an adjective. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and we saw that the, the WCW run started. And they was like talking about um, coming to the Great American Bash, and I, this is why I wasn't going to the rest of the shows. Then he was like, "I don't know." They kind of love us in Baltimore. I was like, "Damn, I wish I was going." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when they uh, power bomb. Oh, power bomb! Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole power bomb all off the stage. <laughs> Changed Eric Bischoff's mind about uh, doing business. Yeah, that's a lady in that hospital. I thought. <laughs> Um, that is very funny because uh, the summer '97, I came back to live in North Carolina again. I had lived in Georgia for like a year and a half, and so during that time, I was totally not into wrestling at all. Maybe once in a while, I'd peek in and see something on um, Raw or, or something like that. So when I came back to North Carolina during that summer. Um, there was really nothing for me to do, so I was at home more. So I was watching wrestling, and I heard that um, WCW had a new Monday night show that they had started. And I was like, what? So, um, you know, long story short, that summer was the whole summer of the NWO invasion. And Scott Hall and Kevin Nash coming into WCW, what you explained, is what really got me back into watching wrestling full-time, full-time. Like, 
holy like you saying like holy shit what are they doing like like because you know it was like they're using their real names but they are still kind of in the same persona of diesel and razor which, which led to Vince suing right because um he was still used to raising ramon like cadence and everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so that whole story of trying to um you know Hey, we're the outsiders. We're, you know, we're we're not signed to this company. We're, you know, what I'm saying we're we're coming here to take over this. We gonna, you know, that whole that whole story played out that whole summer, and I was like, like yo, three guys, and we'll have our three guys. Yeah, and I was like, yo, I was like, I had got my first job, um, working at uh, like Chick Fil A, and I told my mom, I was like, yo, I was like, uh. We need to get the cable hooked back up. I'll pay for it because I need to watch Monday Nitro. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, man. And that was what we, you know, what became the Monday Night Wars um, from what I think that storyline started in like maybe May. But I had came back. It was Father's Day in June, so that's the reason why I remember it so clear. It was Father's Day Sunday that I came back to North Carolina, so it would have been that next Saturday when like WCW Worldwide or whatever was still coming on regular TV that I saw all of that and was like, "What is going on?" And then I was just like, "Yo, I gotta get somewhere to watch this Monday Nitro show on Mondays because this is where all this shit goes down at." And uh, yeah, that that started my, um, you know, rekindling of wrestling. Yeah. That and seeing Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Dimalenko on a Saturday afternoon on Worldwide for the Cruiserweight title. They wrestled like twenty five minutes, and this was like the young Rey Mysterio with two good knees. Yeah. Like I had never seen anybody move that fast in the ring do as many like high flying moves like consecutively in the ring before my mind was just blown dude yeah <laughs> um, so they had that run at WCW then they came back when, when Ric Flair was trying to take over after WCW closed and was sold to WWE and they closed the door. The Ric Flair was like, you know, you know, trying to run the show. And Vince felt that he needed to inject the poison to to the WWE. And he turned around and he saw the the NWO. I was like, oh boy, NWO back. Yeah, but that didn't have the same ugh to it. Yeah, that I don't it know. The first yeah, it might, it might, the, the WWE version might have been the, might, it was very watered down and everything, but it was just still just seeing them walking. I don't know, there was something about Scott Hall when he did his entrance. The surfer walk, yeah. The surfer walk and everything, and then he got into the ring, and then he did the like, he was, um, he did his, when he did the, um, he like shook his, shook his arms up and then he spread out. Oh, the bad guy pose! I used man. That's still still classic to this day. (laughs) I would do that so much, man. I used to do that all the time. Like, um, if I would like 
in gym class or something. You know how you dress out and you come out on the thing. That's what I would do when I would walk out. I'd do the Scott Hole pose, the the exactly what you're talking about, where he's like pumping his arms and then spreads them out. Yeah, yeah, man. Actually, I actually did that uh, today. Actually, in tribute. So let me hit this Scott Hole one more time. Um, yeah, my, my, that match, I was watching the match with him and Rock uh, on SmackDown. Mm. Him and Rock had wrestled on SmackDown, and, I, and Rock was had said that he um that he was he what he started he studied like he was young he was starting out he was study Scott Hall's um matches and everything. And the thing, a lot of wrestlers was always saying they they was he was a big influence on them. Right. I mean, you could tell that Rock was studying Scott Hall by the way through his punches. Yeah. Uh, one thing that always sticks with me to this day is, as well that Scott Hall uh, used to do when he would do the survey. It's like, you yeah. know, if you heard we're doing a little survey, did y'all come to see WCW? He was like, WCW. <laughs> or did y'all come to see that? And then he let the crowd say it. And then he'd be like, one more for the good guys. So whenever the hockey team wins the home games that I work, yeah. every time they win, that's what I say. One more for the good guys. And then uh, the, the the clip I, re- I retweeted today, that um they smiled to the drink and hit him spot on, and he just did his hair and was like it was like he played it off and was just like I'm still fucking cool. <laughs> like. You know, all wrestlers they had their demons and everything. So he had, he was like alcohol. Um, he had the problems with alcohol and everything, and you know, he he um he, you know, he got himself together and everything. They had a little TNA run, um, and everything. You know, you know he's the one who who told Sting to dress up in the black and white, right? So with the crow mm-hmm. shit? Yeah. He asked Sting if he had ever seen it. Sting was like, no, because you know Sting is like super religious and shit. So. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so he was like, no. And he was like, well, you know, he's, you know, he described the character to him, described what he, and he was like, you know, I'm not telling you to like kind of rip off the Undertaker, but rip off the Undertaker as far as like becoming a character pure character you know and uh yeah he was the one who turned on uh sting to that and you know he was like you know he never you know he was just like talking about their relationship how you know they was never you know they was hanging out or nothing like that but because he helped sting out he always considered sting his boy you know what i'm saying yeah Sting had said he was saying you know he helped a lot of us you know Get better in the business, because even the the one wrestler who we don't like to say his name, he said that he helped him um, with when he turned heel. That his heel turn, he helped him um, along the way with that as well too. Right, right, yeah, man, yeah. Scott Hall, man, um, never won the world title as far as the singles run, but well, he was a when well, he according to him, he said he wasn't. Um, what did he say? I forgot. He, it was my said a quote about. How did he feel that never won the world title? He said he never. It was something about he never. It was. He had said, I, I, I response. Something along the line. He didn't. 
they think of himself in that way. He was just, you know, he was glad to do what he was doing. Yeah, and plus, when you're the world champion, man, I mean, that's a lot of responsibility. You're, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of weight. A lot of people talk about the pressure of, yeah. you know, being the champion because you're the one that's supposed to draw the house. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. You're the one that everybody's supposed to – everybody's in the building to watch this because they're here to see you, and thus you are responsible for everybody else's success as far as payoffs go and all that stuff, as far as like, you know, bringing crowds in. And so that's why they said that um, Diesel, that's why they rate him as one of the worst champions is because nobody was really coming to see him in the house shows and stuff. Nope. But, um, yeah, so he definitely was like, you are really concerned about that. And one thing that he, one thing that um, we had a lot of the um, like the independent like school when he, he would come down and do things, like the schools and everything, the rest of the schools, and it was like it was one particular school. He was just saying all, all the students was responsible for driving him around, and so they said that you know he paid for their um, he paid for the gas and their meals and everything, and he was just like that's just what you're supposed to do. Um, when you're a vet, he said, when you're a vet in this, in this business, you're supposed to look out for the younger ones. Like, hey, you know, pay it back, pay it forward and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you guys want to get a really, just hear him talk about himself and hear his own words, um, if I have to go way back in the archives, but the Steve Austin podcast the one that he's on with uh, him and Scott Hall are on. Oh yeah. That's yeah, very yeah. good. It's, I mean, it's probably like four or five years old now. So like I said, you have to scroll way back in the archives to find it. They were around the time that they were doing a 20, 20 year anniversary of NWO, I believe. Mm-hmm. But if you go back and listen to that podcast, I mean, he breaks down, you know, how he grew up, you know, um, kind of, you know, he started out in Florida watching wrestling in Florida. And he just goes through, you know, all his demons. He talks about that. Um, That's what it was. He was gave yeah, in Florida, and he was um, he went and started going down to like wrestling and the thing. I remember he was telling that story on that podcast. That's what yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. He you know go watch Dusty Rhodes and and all those guys, and that's what kind of got him into it. And then he was being a bouncer at the nightclub, yep. and you know, of course, a big guy, and of course, they're like, "Hey, y'all thought about wrestling." And then, you know, that it goes from there. So, but yeah, that's a very good um, podcast to listen to, to kind of listen to Scott Hall kind of go through and detail his demons and detail his thought process and detail his, um, you know, just his psychology and, you know, his bringing up in the business and, and, and the way that, like you said, he was always trying to pay it forward for the young guys, um, you know, down the line. You know, just because so many people helped him out um, when he was, you know, just a young pup trying to learn the ropes and everything like that. So, yeah, definitely one of the most influential wrestlers um, of our generation, just our age group, because, you know, we most of us of your our age has seen a lot of his career. Um the ups, the downs, um, you know, all the struggles and things like that. And, you know, it's just unfortunate that, you know, once you start 
living better and 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 turning that corner and seems like he had kind of gotten all the addiction stuff kind of behind him that you know he gets taken out by just a simple you know something that should have been pretty routine you know going in for hip surgery you know you don't expect you know they all of a sudden hear like blood clots and three massive heart attacks and get put on life support and all it's just like what yeah. It was just like it was just like working in a hospital. I understand the, the pain that family must be going through when they had to do that because that's you know again a lot of times you'll just say hey um, they're like they'll come and let us know like you know they, the family's taking some the person off of um, life support and it's just a tough and sad it's like a sad moment and it's just like you know. You just, all you gotta do is want to be there for the family and everything, and it's just not, you know. Yeah, it's a very because it's not it's not and it's usually not something that's very immediate. It still right. takes time for it to happen, so the family has to kind of go through that as well. So yeah, it's definitely a, a, a tough process, tough decision to come to. I'm sure, um, as a family, as a collective, but. Um. You know, when it was something so, you know, traumatic as what happened to him, you know, at his age and everything. Yeah. You know, that was just probably the decision that was best to be made. And, you know, we lose another yeah, one. Always, and the funny thing was, I think when he came back to WWE, he was, he was like, hey, I never forgot who he was talking to. He said, hey, what's your prediction? Can't wait to kick out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's like um, Ric Flair tells a story about Triple H getting ready to wrestle Harley Race in um, WCW when he was like young, when he was terrorizing or whatever. And uh, Harley Race was like, hey, kid, what's your finisher? He's like, knee drop off the top. Harley Race is like, I'll move. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, like I said, the rest of the world was, was sending their condolences and, you know, just all, you know, just saying, you know, what what he did for them and how he he helped them out, you know, wrestling and everything. And it's just, you know, we, we've had him and he's been a part of our wrestling lives. We, you know, we watched him and we were just like, you know, hey, we, you know, you know, he, he stuck out to us and always be memorable. So, yeah, man. I mean, people thought that he was Cuban. He, right. That's how good he was at Razor. He 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 understood the character so well that even people of that culture was mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, he one of us." <laughs> they could not tell. Yeah, so he, um, so it's basically like, you know, send out condolences to, you know, his family, his friends. Right. Um, in the wrestling industry, you know, fans as well, too. You know, it's just, it's just tough, man. It's just like, you know, we just think about, you know, his journey and just, you know, like, when, the only time I saw him wrestle, why he wasn't, so, so it was a house show. WCW did a house show at Baltimore. It was my very first wrestling show. 
so I went. And so um, the whole thing was they they had um, they said the outsiders were injured at at another house show previously. Mm-hmm. So I think the main event was like um, NWO. I think it was like Buff Bagwell. The I don't know. It was a, it was a bunch of folks. I don't know, what they call it, like Buff Bagwell, what they call it, the Giant Mongo. Um, it was basically, you know, the NWO, how NWO had started out and everything. Mm-hmm. So, so Kevin Nash was injured. He wasn't at the show. But, um, he, um, Kevin, I mean, Scott Hall was there. He was on crushes. And so the thing was, the main event, he was posing on crushes. He was injured, but he was really, you know, faking. And he got to the ring, and then he jumped. And then, you know, it was like the, the giant got knocked out. And, you know, um, he was, they was beating up, beating up all the good guys. The next thing you know, um, here comes Sting. <laughs> <laughs> here comes Sting. And the, the crowd goes crazy. Isn't when Steve was still doing the um, whole thing with the baseball was the he wasn't talking and he was using baseball bat and taking everybody out. <laughs> that was the only time I saw him. Um, you know, only time I saw him wrestle. <sighs> so I don't think know. I've ever. I don't think I ever saw Scott Hall wrestle in person. No, 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 never saw him wrestle in person, but definitely watched, you know, all of his matches, especially NWO, uh, Scott Hall definitely was tuned in for the pay-per-views and the nitros and the thunders and just anything, man. The outsiders were my guys. I was a huge fan of the outsiders, particularly Scott Hall. He's just so cool, especially when he, um, came out with the the blood on the tights and the knee pads the red boots it's just like man this dude is just so cool yeah man he was um yeah it's just so unfortunate man we just losing losing our legends and everything yep 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 well this what point, you hear, huh? You know, I said not what you want to hear, but at the same time, you know, you just got to be like, you know, just got to appreciate them while they're here, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, at this time, sir, I'm going to turn it over to you for the shout-outs and thank-yous portion of the show. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay. I found a card. September 27th, 1997. Um, it was in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, 895 was in attendance. 7,388 paid in the gate. <sighs> what happens when you listen to... Um, um, Cornet. Listen to um, something to wrestle with. And you talk about the house show. And you talk about the gate and how oh, much they paid in the gate. Right, right, right. So on, the, on the card, it was... Um, Ultimate Dragon defeating Alex Wright, um, Eddie Guerrero beating Chris Jericho, 
Steiner Brothers beat Scott Norton and Buff Bagwell. Mongo and Michael defeat Jeff Jarrett. Um, Randy Savage beat DDP by Countout. And um, Lex Luger and the Giant. Um, this is when they, um, they had lost to um, Kirk Hannon and six by the qualification and the whole thing it was like yeah that's what so that's what it was so Lex Luger the Giant was, was I think it was it was it was somebody so it was Lex Luger the Giant Scott Hall was on the outside next thing there was a whole DQ you know how with NWO they was jumping folks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and you know all of a sudden Sting came out and cleared the house this is when um, I think Buff Bagwell had that spot when he would come off the top rope and Sting would catch him with the baseball bat in the gut and hit him in the back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what it was. I knew it was. I was, it was one. I was like, as I could find, I was like, I, I was like, let me see if I can find the results of my group when I found them. And let's see. So, uh, how, so how old was Mo to the Reese in September? Seventeen, sir. Oh my lord! Did you drive yourself to the show, or did you like? Were you driving? Um, no, we was we got we just we caught we caught like the train down. There. Okay, all right. The good old so, days, huh? Yeah. When all you had to do was just make good grades and everything was fine. Don't hang out too late, and if you did, call your parents and let them know you weren't gonna be home on time. Yeah, so that's <laughs> what that was. Awesome. Um, yeah, it was. Um, that was that was like yeah, it was. I think it was a show that was like, hey, I was like, I'm, I'm one of us on this call, and I remember, you know, I remember the main event. And everything that played out, and then as soon as I saw, it, I was like, okay, I remember it now. But yeah, um, we say shout outs. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you. Well, shout out to you, Dawn. Um, never, never showing the can. Uh, shout out to our returning Jay to the Max over SmackDown Matters. Um, she's back. I hate y'all going international. Um, later <laughs> yeah, international, national. You still be international, you still be stateside. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, yeah. Um, shout out to Simi and shout out to Anwar Terry's boy. Shout out to everybody in the spaces with us, Black Howard, Black Marvel, Anwar. I mean, yeah, Anwar being there sometimes. Um, Khaled Wren, Miss V, Jupiter Julep. Um, shout out to Alyssa. I tried to introduce you to you and Jay, but y'all didn't speak back. So I was like, you know, whatever. See if I try to introduce people again. <laughs> I actually did uh, reach out, and I just didn't at you. I added her directly. I figured you didn't want to get caught up in the in the thread if we started going back and forth. So, but oh, yeah, no, I, I did. Saying, I did I was, reach I was, out. I was interested. I was just saying, you know, it was like, you know, because I was shut out. I said I always shut out on the show, so I was just like, well. I was like, well, let me just introduce you and Dawn. Y'all can, if y'all want to talk, y'all can chit chat with my wrestling stuff like that. But I just want to, I just want to let you know who that's what I was referring to whenever time I say Jay, I was talking about her. But, right, right. Um, yeah, shout out to everyone else who is down with us. Um, great to have y'all in the spaces. Um, don't know, don't, don't know if is going to happen this week in terms of wrestling. It seems like every time we turn around, something happened. Well, Scott Hall, unfortunately, t- untimely passing, 
happened on Monday, so we I knew we'll talk about that this week. But you know, any other time, something else that happens in the wrestling world, and we'll be sitting there like, caught off guard. <laughs> well, thank you, Mister. Yeah, Oh, yeah. That's about it. Okay. Well, thank you, Mr. Moe, to the underscore Reese once again for joining me here on the Raw cast, helping me uh, recap the road to WrestleMania and also the life and times of the bad guy, Scott Hall. Uh, shout out to Miss J to the Max, like uh, Mo said, returning this past week on SmackDown Matters and also over on the Dark Match. So please check that out on the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Shout out to Miss Simi, um, NXT cast, uh, Dynamite Reviews. Uh, shout out to everybody that shares her commentary with color using the hashtag RawCast each and every Monday night. Shout out to all of our friends in the Twitter spaces. Shout out to all the members of the GLOW continue to support and, you know, do the things that you do for us. We definitely appreciate each and every one of you. Continue sharing your commentary with color with us through Twitter. Also join us in our Twitter spaces each and every Monday, each and every Monday night for Monday Night Raw. Just search for the hashtag RawCast. So for my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. I'm your host, Don Delorente. Yes. Hold on before we go. Mm-hmm. Um, gotta finish off with the quote. Oh, you got it. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. And with that, stay tuned for the parting promo. I am the benchmark of the WWE. You see, for the last two weeks, my synapses have been firing at such a rapid degree that it took me time to decipher the code of what I've actually become. That's above all your capability of understanding. You're simple. That's not your fault, so I'll grant you mercy. I'll put this in terms you can understand. I am better than everyone. I'm better than all of you, but that's a given. mean is I am better than everyone, every single person in this entire industry. But since I came back two years ago, I haven't shown that aptitude. In trying to appease all of you, I took my eye off the prize, allowing a man like Randy Orton to tear my triceps from the bone. Allowing Seth Rollins to cost me the Universal Championship, walk into my home and piss all over my territory. Allowing the Aquaman cosplayer Roman Reigns, a man who can't lace my boots, to stack pin me at WrestleMania. 
end of that edge faced AJ Styles at WrestleMania, then AJ would leave that edge in the dust. But that edge, that edge is dead, baby. Because now I sit perched on my mountain of omnipotence looking down at everyone. I won't be judged by any of you. I won't be judged by anyone in that locker room and I certainly won't be judged by you, AJ. So AJ, if, and this is a monumental if, you make it to WrestleMania, with two generational talents facing each other for the first time on the grandest stage of them all? Then AJ, you will be judged.